Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Wood Talk Weekend Show. It's time to unbutton those pants, crack open a fresh grape soda, and let the soothing sounds of Mark, Shannon, and Matt caress your ear holes. Uh, hey, everybody. It's Welcome. the weekend. Happy weekend. weekend. It's Wood Talk number 370, the weekend show. Ooh, 370. That's awesome. Get uh, up there. Today, we're going to talk about our sharpening setups. And this is uh, inspired by a question from Forrest Whitaker, I mean, Forrest Parker, uh, straight out of his uh, explosion of the Death Star. Or I just saw Rogue One on the plane ride home last night. <clears throat> In case anybody didn't know, I got off a red-eye flight several hours ago, so I'm a little bit slap-happy. Just a bit. Yeah, so, very apparent. Forrest says, question for the team, or I suppose mainly Mark, <laughs> since he sends... <laughs> Seems to like to overspend on everything. Nice. Uh, I'm getting started and picking up a trio of places. I think he meant planes. Trio of places. Well, if he's talking about for Mark, considering how much Mark moves his shop, maybe he That's does true. actually move both places. Um, I'm, I'm getting the Veritas low-angle block plane, a low-angle smoother, and a low-angle jack plane. What do you recommend for setting up high-quality... Expensive is okay. Sharpening station. Do I need a grinder? Should I be looking at diamond plates or water stones? What size stone makes life easiest? Wow. We're doing a sharpening question. Woo! Oh, boy. Go watch Shannon's shop update for last week. And yeah. show. Yeah, and all the comments about, you should, they all start with, you should really. Yeah. So what do you, what do you, what say you, Matt? What's your sharpening setup right now? Um, a strop. Oh, yeah. Pretty much. Sharpen the sawmill on the strop. and uh, The sawmill. I don't sharpen those. Someone else <laughs> nice. does. No, but like, honestly, like once I once I discovered the strop, I really don't use my stones very often. Maybe like once a year, maybe a couple times a year. If the edges start to fracture, that's the only time I go back to the stones. Otherwise, if I can maintain the edge on the strop, there really is no reason to go to the stones. 
Um, right. So I've really paired things back. I mean, I still have my combination like 800 and 4,000 grit stone if I really do anything crazy. But the majority of the time is this going to be the 8,000 grit stone for the like a final hone on a micro bevel or something. And then it's right to the strap after that and strapping, strapping, strapping after that. Yeah. Uh, what kind of stone are you talking about? Um, oh, it's a, I have a strap. A Shatton stone, okay. ceramic stone. So it is so. generically a water stone, but yes. non-generically a ceramic water stone. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, it, it's it's interesting because, well, I said this in my shop update last week. Like early on in my woodworking career, it was like strops were like a bad word. Like, you know, you know, the barber uses that, you know, because he's got a convex bevel on his blade. Well, you know convex bevels are actually <laughs> millennia old you know they've been around a long time but at the same time i don't technically sharpen a convex bevel i just sharpen a flat well my bevels are hollow ground but yeah i just haven't seen any you know substantial rounding of a blade or anything from a strop so yeah i'm with you i'm i strop everything all the time um and just never go back to the the stone in my case I've gone to diamond stones exclusively. I had Shapton for a while. Um, I switched to diamond stones because I was doing a lot more carving um, and a lot more uh, sticking of, of molding. So I had a lot of curved complex geometry type blades. And um, I had found that, you know, from a freehand perspective, because um, a lot of those, I couldn't figure out how to use a honing guide <laughs> on some of those things. <laughs> like, no way. I guess the Tormac maybe. But um, the only way to do that was to really kind of lock my body. Like, I, I I talk about it as like moving from your ankles. Like, everything from the ankles up is locked. And you're just kind of leaning forward and back and holding it in place. Well, the, really, the only way to pull that off is to kind of stay in the same line on the stone, which is a recipe for grinding a hollow in any stone, even a shaft and ceramic stone, which is oh, yeah. a heck of a lot harder. You will still, you know, have to be constantly reflattening that stone if you want to use it for flat blades. You could actually dedicate a stone, I suppose, and they, hell, they even make them. <laughs> they make convex and concave stones and stuff like that. Um, so I had, um, it was actually uh, Billy from Billy's Little Bench on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, who if you don't know, he carves signs for a living for the park service uh, out in California. So of course he sharpens gouges all the time. And that was the same type of thing. He was going side to side and actually rocking the bevel from side to side. Um, and I was like, Hey, I kind of like that. So I bought a diamond stone and just pretty much never went back. Um, I love the fact that I don't really, I don't have to flatten them anymore. <laughs> it's just one less piece of gear that I need around. Um, the, the, the swarf and the schmutz and everything is so much less than especially a traditional water stone. Ceramic stones, really, there's not that much. There's not, they're not friable. In other words, they don't really break apart. They do, certainly. But um, like a Norton water stone or a Kingstone, I mean, those are really highly friable, which mm-hmm. makes them also very fast. It's, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but they also generate a lot of schmutz. Um, <laughs> and the diamond stones... They just don't. I mean, I'm getting I'm getting swarf the metallic stuff, but that's that's really it. Um, so I I'm not going back there. What about a grinder, Matt? Do you? I mean, what happens when you damage an edge? Yeah, so I've been messing around with the uh, Triton has the wet grinder. It's like a Tormac style thing. So I've been messing around with that. I actually like that quite a bit for like regrinding. So I think it was last week I was in the shop working on the on the bed that I've been working on. And a few of my chisels, I'm like, 
yeah, maybe I'll take him and I'll finally like get rid of this fracture here or this this chip here or whatever. So I took him to that that grinder and that was actually really nice. It's um really gentle. Like in the past, I would just use a slow speed grinder mm-hmm. or you know, whatever the I think it's like 120 grit, uh, grit wheel on it or whatever. But you know, it's a lot. It's even though it's a slow speed grinder, it's still pretty aggressive and right. you can burn that tool pretty easily. Um, so the uh, the wet grinder was nice. Nice change of pace because it's just easier to like not screw up as easily, if that right. makes sense. Yeah, and just an overall more pleasurable experience. It's not loud, and you don't have to worry about like, like it's like abrading your fingernails off or something. You put your finger in there, or something yeah. goofy. But um, <laughs> I've done that. I've done that. That's not fun. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it's a few minutes on the on the grinder will bring back any fracturing, bring that edge back pretty well and it's you know it's decently sharp off of that but i still go back to the 8000 grit stone after that then you go to the strop after that so mm-hmm. that's i think that's gonna be my preferred method of um repairing i guess right that's a good word to say you know it's it's interesting because i've i've got a tormac i've had a what is it the t7 like since it came out so mm-hmm. years and years and years and it is such a cool tool. Just and and just I'm saying that Tormek, but also, you know, Grizzly's got one, Jet's got one, Triton's got one, that kind of wet grinder approach. And they kind of all wasn't it like Tormek like their patent expired or something like that? So suddenly everybody was able to come out with something. So. They're all you know, exactly they're, the same. Yeah, they're pretty much all the same model. So, you know, I say Tormek because that's what I happen to have, but it's kind of like Band-Aid, you know, it's it's thermos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that they are way cool. Like, I mean, they're certainly they're expensive, but like I, I said earlier, like you can actually sharpen a complex geometry edge with the various jigs and the, 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 um, bars that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- that is very cool to the point where I just can't bring myself to sell mine. Like I know <laughs> that I could get like aftermarket, I could get a really good, you know, price for it. It'd be a substantial amount of cash to you know go hit the town and you know go play some get, slots and stuff. Get that plane you were eyeballing last week, or yeah, last night, whatever that was. Unfortunately, that would cover maybe <laughs> of it. Yeah. Um, but, Sell uh, all your Tormex. You have four, right? <laughs> that would be terrible. Um, so yeah, it's one of those things where I'm I haven't used it in so long, but I just can't bring myself to get rid of it because it's like. There, someday I'm waiting for some, you know, time in the future when I'm going to come across some weird edge that I just can't, (laughs) I can't get sharp, you know? And I'm thinking of like some of my turning tools, like I've got a, um, an Ellsworth grind bowl gouge, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, that's where the, the wings are ground way, way far back. Um, and I think there's probably three different bevels represented on that thing, you know, all in a smoothly continuous, you know, uh, a swoop through there. Um, but up till now, I've actually I strop my turning tools now. I've just been using the strop to to keep that going. But one day I'm gonna have to sharpen that and I'm gonna be like, Yeah, I could do this, or I could just pull out the Tormac. Same thing with like um back bent gouges. Um those yeah, those are ridiculous. Uh you know, and that's the same type of thing where I, I am religious about stropping my chisels because I'm terrified of the point where if they get too dull, the strop won't work. I'm like, ah, just throw that out. You know, I'm just like, <laughs> how am I going to tackle that geometry? I mean, certainly I know how, but it's like, oh man, you, you keep it even and keep the bevel consistent. It would just be a pain. But something like one of those wet grinders, they have a jig that will do that, you know? So it's so difficult for me to get rid of it, even though it's been like years since it's been used. So, um, I don't know. Um, but you have, you have another grinder as well, right? 
or had the slow speed grinder, but it's a dry grinder. In other yeah, words. yeah, yeah. Um, and I have a high speed grinder too. Why? Why? Because I had I bought the high speed one to begin with because it was cheap, oh. and um, for turning, I guess, because um, I was gonna try and sharpen my turning tool file. That lasted. <laughs> the things the things college students will do to save money. Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, but that that's like that's what would end up happening for me if like I didn't have the Tormek lying around. You <laughs> know, like, well, I guess I'll just use a file. I, I went to the store, that? I bought the cheapest set of turning tools you can buy. They had rounded over edges on them. And I was like, okay, no problem. I can file I can file something on this. I'm like, nope. Oh, nope, 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 nope. Not too much. Uh, waited for the next paycheck, bought a Ryobi high speed grinder. I say they're not like, that expensive. I mean, granted, when you're in college. Yeah, fifty bucks is kind of a big deal because uh, I mean, that was making like seven dollars an hour at that, that right. point, six dollars after taxes or something. You know, that's a, I don't know how long is that? That's a while. You know, yeah. it's a while. And then there's like you have to eat. You know, so three of that dollars goes to ramen. <laughs> so then you've only got three left. Yeah, <laughs> I have actually never owned a grinder. I have a hand crank grinder, but I've never owned um, like an electric grinder. Um, my dad had one when I was growing up and I remember it was fun to like take a little block of wood and grind the block of wood <laughs> because it would disappear like really quickly. Like imagine a piece of pine, like a stick of, I feel like it would turn into dust and smoke, like a lot of smoke. Oh, totally. I mean, it okay. burned the crap out of it. <laughs> but like as a kid, I was like, Oh, look, you know, it's like, it's like a, you know, pencil sharpener when you just keep grinding and the pencil gets oh, shorter man. and shorter. It's yeah. a destructive <laughs> impulse of a little boy, you know? Um, and I think back on it, I probably glazed the crap out of that stone to the point oh, yeah. where all it did was burn anymore. But so that was that was my electric grinder experience. I have since, you know, used electric grinders in other people's shops and at schools and things like that. But I never, never bought one because like that Tormek thing derailed me when it came time to get serious about sharpening. Um, actually, I blame um, Kaleo Kala. <laughs> way way back when kaleo had a podcast like that was what they taught him in his apprenticeship in in tasmania and he was like this is the greatest thing ever it'll solve all your sharpening problems i'm like okay <laughs> i'll go buy one and it just never never really had to go any further than that but i now i do have a hand crank grinder it's got a um you know a 80 grit wheel on it people always ask me that and i have no idea i can never remember it's like i don't know i knew when i bought it but that was <laughs> It's like four years ago. It's gritty. Yeah, it's coarse. Um, and, you know, that that I guess technically we would call that a slow speed grinder. But, you know, that will still burn the crap out of an edge if you're not careful. So I, uh, I, I, I don't see it really as any different other than the fact that I'm providing the power for it. Mm -hmm. um, it will still do the same job. It sharpens very quickly. I use that to create a hollow grind on all of my um, all of my edge tools. Just because I like. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I freehand sharpen. It makes it so much easier. That hologram gives you two points of contact instead of one big point of contact. And it kind of just like clicks in place and makes the... uh, the freehand thing so much easier to do. So, um, what about your weird stuff? Like you just bought a draw knife. You haven't had to sharpen that yet, right? I hope I don't have to. Drop. You just got to stop it. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any other tools that would just be like, how in the world would I sharpen this? And how do you? Uh, I mean, it's the, do the it? carving, the carving tools, like you mentioned. Uh, mm. The back bent scares the bejesus out of me, so I'm just <laughs> dropping that one till the day I die. Yeah. I hope. Um, I guess you have a flexible leather piece of leather for that so that you can like bend it into the curve. Yeah. I just bend my strap. Right. Okay. Into the, into the curve. Um, but like other things like, I guess, turning tools, I still, I'm experimenting with using the, the wet grinder now to sharpen. Yeah. I've never actually tried, I haven't used them yet, but I did sharpen my, uh, my bowl gouge on the wet grinder. So the next time I turn, I'm going to try with an actually sharp tool as opposed to using a tool off of the, the slow speed grinder, which is what I've done all. Well, you know, it's I, funny. It's funny so. you say that because I think the 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 paradigm is you just go straight from the grinder. You know, high speed steel. Use the the stones that are really good for high speed steel and go right to it. But man, when you, I noticed it when I moved to like foot powered lathes, where there's obviously quite a bit lower RPM mm-hmm. and the torque is well, actually, the torque is pretty high in a spring pole lathe because I weigh a lot. <laughs> Let's be real. You know, when I lean into that, there's a lot of torque. Uh, it's from all those muffins that my wife brings me. Um, speaking of which, Mark is back. Mark, I'm back, find baby. You found um, her? Sort of. Yeah. The uh, There's a village center for our neighborhood, and I just checked there on a whim, and apparently someone found her, took a picture of her, and sent them an email and said, hey, we got this dog. So she's actually in someone else's house right now, and we can't <laughs> pick her up until they come home at like 4.30, so... Um, so she is found, oh, she's safe, yeah. and uh, crisis oh. averted. That's good. Kenny was looking out the window. He was standing up at the window behind me looking for her. I try so. to find her. I try. He was yeah. concerned. It's uh, We have a three and a half foot high fence in the back, and uh, she learned that she can jump over it. And I, I picked up one of those electric <laughs> fences, which I hate to do, but we have no other choice. And uh, and I just I left the back door open, and she went outside while we were recording, and decided to uh, go for a little jog. So wow, mm. yeah, that's scary. I would not Very have been scary. able to come home without either a dog or good news about a dog. So uh, I'm back now. <laughs> yeah, mm. good. Welcome back. So what are we well, doing? Good. Doing a weekend well, show? Well, it's, it's it's the weekend been now. A flaming Welcome wreck. The weekend. I've been looking for my year. dog uh, for six days now. <laughs> yes. Nice. <laughs> nice. I love it. There's a, a weird continuity going on here. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So you got you guys talked about your sharpening systems that you uh employ? Yeah. yeah we're just talking about weird stuff, sharpening oddball things. Because we're pretty much the same. We're both stroppers. We're both stroppers. I don't strop yet. Um, I I I I I like God, the idea of Mark, it. Come on, man. I like the idea of it. I just use just usually use my pants. Just try a little bit. Just try a little bit. Just, just to get a little hit. taste. <laughs> <laughs> the first taste is free. Yeah, well, I mean, you were in Arizona for a while, so you've got that kind of leathery skin already. That's right. right. I just, just go to one of my neighbors you know, and be like, here, stay still. 
<laughs> really shine it up real nice for me. Quit moving. Yeah, I, I, I really should look into it. It's just something that I'm uh, kind of lazy about. And everything, you know, the things that I'm doing now, just it works fine. But I think it really would be advantageous. You're doing more work than you have to. And you, you're technically using a dull tool. No, I'm not. Hey. Waiting for it to dull. No, the strap. The strap is custom made for the lazy man. <laughs> yeah, trust me on this. No, I mean that's so, the thing. It gets so you back to work What is your regimen now? Like, I mean, you have a you have a jet wet grinder, right? I do have one, but I don't really use it. Ah, <laughs> there's there's like a theme going on here. Yeah, I actually have one, and in fact, no, I think I sold the jet or gave it away to somebody, and then Tormek sent me one to just kind of review and take a look at, and it's still sitting in the box. I think those nice. systems are great if you want to adopt that as your primary system, um, but they are not quick, you know? So I think for t- just quick touch-ups and things like that, that's why I keep always going back to the stones. So I think I probably would pull the Tormek out if I dropped a chisel, and it wasn't quite bad enough to go to the grinder, but I want something a little bit faster, you know, without having to worry about it too much, uh, just to kind of reshape an edge. I might go to the Tormek for that. But I mean, those are great if you just want to adopt that as your, you know, beginning to end system. So right. I don't but really Everything else is what, Shapton for you? Yeah, Shapton. And I got the DMT uh, series of stones, but I usually just use the DMT plate for the flattening of the stones. It's primarily four Shapton, actually three that I really use the most. Three Shapton stones. And instead of, you know, doing a final honing or lapping and uh, stropping technique. I just kind of go to my 8,000 grit, spritz it with a little water, a uh, couple passes and back to work. So, I mean, it's, it's even, even with the stone, it's, it's pretty fast, but that's going to be my most used stone once a uh, chisel is tuned up and ready to go. Both of you guys, do you both use honing guides? Matt, I don't honestly know. Are you a depends honing guide? Depends on my or? mood. Depends on if, <laughs> honestly, you, if there's a girl around and he has to show off. Ah. Hey, look what I can do, ladies. I I try Wait, to do they like that. <laughs> yes, I've been missing out. Yeah. No, I I try to do freehand just because it's it's an actual skill that I want to develop. Mm-hmm. So I do try to kind of do that every now and then just to see like I can do it. I can decent results with it, but I usually get slightly better results if I use a holding guide. But mm-hmm. you know, it just depends on the mood and what I feel like doing that day, I guess. Yeah, I mean, and there are certain things that you you just can't work with the honing guide. So if you have no clue how to hold a cutting you know device and, and get the the right sort of uh, you know pass over the stone, you got to be able to do it on some tools because you won't have any other choice. But it's not something that you know I do enough to get that muscle memory. So I do use my guide ninety nine percent of the time. But there are just some things that will defy the guide, and you have to figure it out. And if you can't hand sharpen, then you just are not going to be able to get that tool sharp. You know, what's interesting is once I started freehanding, I realized just how unimportant the bevel is. Like yeah. I was putting way too much precision into sharpening when it just wasn't needed. So, you know, certainly because my tools are hollow grind, I can, you know, ride that bevel pretty easily. But at the same time, like if, if I'm off a degree or something like that, or it's not perfectly uniform, it's still sharp. Um, and I think I've actually ended up cutting myself a lot of slack on that. There's no reason not to aim for that precision, but you know, it is, we are human. You know, well, there's, but if there's, you're, there's more um, jiggly bits in the system there that are going to go off. Jiggly bits. If you are doing a micro bevel, the main bevel is actually irrelevant. You know, I mean, I actually was just, uh, I've got those Narex chisels that I'm trying to, uh, sharpen up and they're right out of the box. So they're, you know, they need a little love, but, I was doing a demo the other day on a Friday live session and there is no reason for me to touch that bevel other than 
to bring it to whatever my micro bevel angle is going to be and just give it a few strokes on the highest grit stone. And the rest mm-hmm. of the bevel can be completely like right off of a grinding stone sort mm-hmm. of uh, surface. It's irrelevant right. to the actual finished cut. So why do anything more than simply touch up the micro bevel? You know, because so it looks it, nice. Well, you can see yourself. Well, that, that's, <laughs> that's something you enjoy real. doing. That's what, that's what a lot that's, of people do. Like that's the, the real answer. Matt thing. just goes, <laughs> oh, yeah. Now I know this. Now oh, I know yeah, I'm at eight thousand yeah. grit. Check this out. <laughs> I look good at twenty five degrees. Winks at himself. <laughs> well, there, there's an, another interesting oh. kind of um, what shall I say? Evolution in my sharpening is I was big on the micro bevel, and even when I went to freehand, it was like the micro bevel is great because, um, you know, I can feel that primary bevel because the hollow grind. But then you kind of lift up a little bit to get the micro bevel and you lose that tactile sense. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I've got it while I've got my body set, I've got to get that micro bevel in one pass because I won't be able to repeat that angle. So then I got this technique. Oh (laughs) Oh boy. That's that's the holding guy. Yeah. (laughs) So I got this technique of, of creating like true micro bevels, not like measurable eighth inch wide, quarter inch wide, secondary bevels, like a micro bevel. It was like a 64th of an inch wide, you know, and that would bring up the burr and I'd go back to work. And then the next time I sharpened, I would go back to the primary bevel and just kind of quickly erase that micro bevel Mm -hmm. and then lift up a little bit to some unknown angle, just slightly higher and, and do it again. Um, probably a, since I moved to the diamond stones, I skipped the micro bevel altogether now because it occurred to me, like you're making more work for yourself. Like mm-hmm. that whole lift up, create the micro bevel. Yeah, that's nice. But then having to erase it later and then reestablish it work was just kind of silly. So I just now, I just do it straight on the primary bevel because it's something that I know that I can at least feel that and then repeat that occasionally if the, let's be honest, if I'm impatient, <laughs> if the edge is being a little bit stubborn, then I'll just kind of, it's it's like the uh, the ruler trick. I'll just kind of lift up a little bit on the bevel and just kind of, you know, 10 seconds on the stone and bam, I'm back to work. But generally that will, if I have to do that, that's something that just gets wiped away on the next, the next honing. And I guess technically that's what the strop is doing too. I mean, it's. Well, it's, here, here's, here's like a little weird sharpening confession. I am doing micro bevel until it's big enough, right? That you would then, and you're, what you're saying is reset the bevel. But what if uh-huh. you don't reset the bevel? What if I just go a degree more and I make my micro bevel upon the micro bevel and I keep going and really, you know, at the rate that I, I have to sharpen my chisels, it could potentially be like a decade and I'm, yeah. I'll be at 40 degrees and I'm like, all right, now it's time to reset. <laughs> Set it over. Right? I mean, nice. I, that seems efficient. And you get this like really cool <laughs> multifaceted sparkle. Yeah, exactly. You would. Your chisel's got bling. <laughs> but seriously, I actually do let the micro bevel go for a long time because I can use that guide and pretty much nail it like every single time. So if I get to a point where it's like, okay, this micro bevel is actually like an eighth of an inch wide now, uh, I do have a choice. You know, go a degree more or back it off and go back to, you know, doing the entire bevel, resetting and starting over. And sometimes is that degree going to be noticeable to me? Probably not. I'm probably better off just throwing another degree on there, but I am making well, my and, life. And that's that's the exact thing I'm talking about yeah. with the precision that I think too many people insist on like the perfect Euclidean intersection of, of faces. And it's like, you know, it's okay <laughs> if there's, yeah. if there's a tertiary or quadriary bevel or, you know, what's five. Uh, Sin carry bevel, Cinco de Mayo bevel. Cinco de Mayo bevel. That's my favorite one. Delicious. Cinco de bevel. The Dos Equis bevel. Uh, 
Okay. Well, last point. Last point. I think before we close this off, because this has been too long. What do you guys do as far as your sharpening station? Do you have a dedicated sharpening area? No workbench. Like assembly table. Push the stuff off the workbench. Yeah, assembly table or workbench, <laughs> and that's you know wherever there's a spot. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Usually, so you don't you don't worry about like the swarf and the metal and crap getting into the workbench and no. causing you problems. No, what? Am, am I being OCD with that? You're because being I'm, an like, armchair woodworker, is what you're being. Ha! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't have oh, a. Oh, that um, cuts deep. Oh, I wish uh, I had a uh, a William Ing tranquil pond that he. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Have you seen that thing? Oh yeah, uh, with yes. a little bamboo faucet. Like <laughs> it, I don't have anything that level yet. Does he have koi swimming around in it? <laughs> he should. Oh, I love that swimming in a swarf. Oh, totally off topic, guys. <laughs> but I did something really dumb. I uh, was put. I had CA glue on something here where I was oh, trying. God, I think I say I didn't record anything. I forgot to hit record. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! How fun would that be if you if oh. I, and I never came back and you guys are just going on and on for hours and it's not being recorded? That'd be great. Fun does not immediately come to mind. No, no. Okay. We're gonna pull the the recording off of YouTube. That's what I would say. Yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, I, I put some CA glue down and I hit it with a bit, little bit of activator, and then my arm got in contact with it as it was curing. And I don't know if you ever noticed, but that curing process is really, really like warm. Yeah. So, so I got a whole bunch of CA glue, like a, a three inch strip on my, my arm here. And uh, I think I actually, I think it, I hurt myself. It hurts. <laughs> I hurt myself. Now there's dried glue, glue hair and I'm seeing like almost blood. So, and it smells like chicken. <laughs> it does. It smells like burnt meat. Delicious. Uh, Okay, so is that are we done here? Did you address everything? I we think need to so. Address? Okay. I think so. We technically didn't recommend a setup for Forest, other than to say, you oh, know, "Wow, hey, there's more than yes. one answer." So <laughs> the answer is yes. All you right, know, go with go with keep it simple. That's the best thing I can say. Show sandpaper. That's pretty simple. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. That's going to be a weekend show. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.